0: Hello and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Truzzi. And today we are talking about a very beautiful game uh, of a Japanese art scheme or art theme, I guess. The game in question is a 2016 release, namely Kanagawa. Uh, this is a Bruno Cathala design game, and he co-designed it with Charles Chevalier, which is the Chevalier. only way—the only way to say that name. So, <laughs> so say it appropriately if you want to tell someone who designed this game. Uh, artist Jade Mosh as well. Uh, released by Yellow, or at least that's the version that I have or I have played. I th- I'm pretty sure that's the only.
1: The only version anyone knows. <laughs> pro- you know probably, another version? Yes.
0: You're living. On You're not Mars. familiar with Lavka <laughs> games? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's where I get all of my Lithuanian games. I'm not sure if Lothka's is Lithuanian. I should. I shouldn't. Say and that. fish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, this is a uh, uh, Bruno the Catholic game. I guess it's probably the bigger designer attached to it. Although Charles Chevalier is no get slouch out himself. Out. He uh, he has designed others. Oh, uh, Abyss it comes to mind. Um, what else? I'm trying to look him up real quick to remind myself. Uh, but let's just say Abyss is one of the one of the bigger, more recent <laughs> ones that he has designed. Uh, this game plays two to four players. The theme is really interesting. That's one of the things that kind of made it fun for me right away. It's just so different. It, it kind of uh, it's been compared to Takedo, both in art style and vibe. Um, it's a very chill game. But it is the premise, I guess, is that you or I think is if I'm getting this correctly, you are a uh, apprentice uh, painter in, uh, in late mid 1800s, Japan. And you are learning to paint the beautiful landscapes in and around uh, the Japanese isles. Uh, and in those painting landscapes, there are car- there are people, there are buildings, there's mountains, there's animals, there's uh uh, flora and fauna and you are just slowly trying to become a master painter and while you, how you do this is you paint this growing diorama uh throughout the game and that diorama is your painting but also of course your points and there's set collection um there's a lot of cool mechanisms in this game so um alex you want to give a quick rule run through and we can get to the discussing yes. of it Sure, I've All been right. toiling over like what is the best way to explain the rules. I <laughs> know I was thinking about too for <laughs> a small, straightforward game. There's just a lot of inter interconnectivity in the mechanisms. It's really it's really simple, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's, yeah. How do you jump into it?
1: It's simple, but there's so many things going on, and yeah, yeah. So basically. Uh, the way it works is, uh, as he indicated, you're, you're making a painting. So everyone actually starts off with a, a little tile that has uh, two sides to it. Um, the, the upper portion is going to be your painting, uh, and everyone starts out with one bit of painting already done. And then the lower portion is uh, basically your uh, tools and things that you have. So essentially all of your lessons that you have learned throughout your tutelage uh, and you're going to build up actually both of these throughout the game, uh, and so everyone has one bit of a tool. Everyone starts off with one, or actually two paintbrushes. The ability to move a paintbrush, I believe the the game calls it know-how. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the the type of things that seem that's weird. Uh, they just kind of throw under know-how. Uh, uh, and so that you each of them, each, each person starts out with just a little bit of stuff to start with. Uh, and then the game pretty much goes from there. The Whoever is start player, and I think it's chosen randomly, but uh, they were going to... Uh Put on display a number of cards. Now the cards, just like your starting tile, uh, have both a painting side and a lesson side. Uh, each of these cards is a square, and like a large portion of it is taken up by a bit of a painting and some additional lessons that that can be learned. Um, and they're all put out for the number of players. It, it's there's going to be a, a card for every player, um, and they're they're just put out. In in their own separate columns. I want to make sure I'm not saying rows and columns correctly. Uh, And then Starting with the first player, they have an opportunity to take one of these columns uh, or they can pass and it will go around uh, in order from start player on. Uh, and if anyone decides to take a column, they are out for the remainder of the round. Uh, and if anyone decides to pass, then they will continue to add cards to each of the columns unless one of the columns was taken. So, for example, in a three-player game, if uh, one person decided to take one of the cards then and there were two remaining columns then uh the next time cards get added only two cards would be added because one of the columns is now gone no one's going to be taking the excess card there uh and this can go out as far as three cards in a column at that point in time if if there are any columns remaining whoever is left will take one of the columns and it's always uh the person who chooses uh first will be the starting with the first player once you take these cards, however many cards you ended up taking, you will then add them to either your painting or to your little, your lessons is, uh, essentially is what's going to happen uh, and you can only add them to your painting if you have the proper lessons to do so. Uh, in order to be able to paint a painting, you need to have the proper landscapes available in your tool set uh, and you also need to have enough movement of your paint brushes. As I mentioned before, there's that's one of the skills you have. Uh, if you have to paint brushes but you need to be able to move them to the different locations and it's usually more uh useful if you're painting more than one thing on a turn uh although some of the paintings require two landscape tools uh, uh in order to paint it so some for example one painting may require uh two ocean landscapes for you to be able to do it and if you only have one then that one's just not going in your painting it's going to have to go into your tool set so uh sometimes it's like i'd really love to add this to my painting but if you don't have the ability to do it then it just gets it's gets put down below so you never nothing ever really gets wasted it just might not be going in an optimal place for you Uh, and things that you're paying attention to in the painting uh you're paying attention to a lot of things uh there's each each uh Painting side of it has it may have points already on it, or as uh, the game l- refers to as its harmony. So essentially, whoever has the most harmony at the end of the game wins. But harmony is built up of a number of things. So sometimes it's just straight up harmony that's on there. Uh, it will indicate what season it's in. Uh, I, hopefully, everyone knows the four different seasons of the year. Uh, there's also a subject in there, and that subject could play into different goals that you're trying to achieve. Uh, and then it's all, as I indicated earlier what type of landscape is required to paint the the, the painting. Uh, And then on the the lesson side, there are things that can be added to your lessons, like more different landscapes that you can paint, or it could give you additional brushes or additional movement. Uh, It could give you the ability to hold on to cards instead of immediately putting them in your tableau. Uh, It could change who's the first player, um, things like that and there also is a possibility that there could be negative points as well on any either the painting side or in the lesson side as well so basically you're trying to kind of uh, make a tableau that works for you and uh, essentially what's gonna happen is you're just gonna keep building up and building up uh, and as I mentioned, there are goals that you might be doing. Essentially, the way they do goals is there's diplomas available, and at any point in time after you've filled out your your painting for that turn, uh, painting and lessons area, you have an opportunity to take. Uh, A diploma, I think, I'm not sure if you can take multiple on a term, but I didn't really look that up. I kind of went with it. Uh, You can take diplomas, and the diplomas have little restrictions on them essentially. It's just like, did you do this? Uh, And the diplomas usually have either two or three levels to each of them, and depending on how much uh, you have of it. So, for example, it might be something where, uh, do you have. two different kinds of people in your painting or do you have three different kinds of people in your painting or do you have three of this exact same type of person in your painting uh, those are the different kind of levels that might be there and those they could be the a lot of them are based on the subject some of them are based on what you have in your lesson so how many paint brushes do you have or how many different la- types of landscapes of one landscape can can or do you have the ability to paint um, and similar to the game you uh, Rise of Augustus, it's one of those things where once you have the ability, it is then your opportunity to take it. If you decline to take a certain level, then you cannot just take it later on. You can't be like, oh, I forgot to take it or, you know, it probably would have been best if I took that. I'll just take it. No. If you decide to decline or essentially not take a particular level of diploma then you've passed it the only way you can get that type of diploma is to do one higher than than it was last time so it's one of those do i want to take this one now it's worth it could be worth more points if i do it later but someone might beat me to the punch or the game might end before i have an opportunity to get the the next one so it's it's kind of a push and pull there Uh, and then basically that's for most most of the mechanics of the game, uh, the game ends once one of the players has 11 cards added to their painting. Uh, and the the total score is based on how many bits of painting you have. Um, it Also, the longest streak of seasons you have in your tableau. Uh, all of the little harmony points that are indicated on every card. Uh, the total value of all of your diplomas that you've gotten. And also, the, whoever has the first, first player marker uh, gets an additional two harmony points. And the, whoever has the highest total has the most harmony and therefore is the winner of the game.
0: The most harmony. That's, that's most of it.
1: Anything else, I think we can fill in as we go.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's hard to explain because this game is actually fairly straightforward once you sit down and you start engaging with it you're like oh okay that totally makes sense but it is hard to actually run through all of the little interconnectivities that are in the game but it's it's very zen-like to play it's a beautiful art scheme and it uh yeah it's just kind of very relaxing to play this game even though of course you are competitive competing one of the effects that's hard to describe is that because you are each working on this diorama that um each of your play spaces are slowly going to f- build out with this t- painting that just is really beautiful, beautiful, uh, beautiful sequences and ties in together. And even though you're trying to match things in the painting, it, it, uh, it has just really cool flow to it. It looks really, really fascinating. I mean, it is literally painted, of course. Uh, it would be odd, I guess, if they didn't <laughs> make the painting uh, painted art. But um, it's all stickers. <laughs> yeah yeah, just stickers uh, just stick figures but um, yeah it's all, that dynamic or that mechanism of be- flipping the card one way or the other you use it for the tool side or you use it for the painting itself it is really cool I really really enjoy that that's one of the, the most fun things about the game because when you're choosing from the available um, tiles or cards uh, from the uh, selection and you're going through that part where you're selecting and deciding you know you might uh, you know Usually what happens especially in the first round the first row each uh, the first card in each column gets laid So a row of cards and everyone's like no nope, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait here then the second one comes and then it's like yeah Usually the first turn I in most of my games it went all the way down to three and we took our three But later turns it's a fun like test your luck thing where Some of that stuff you might not <clears throat> you might really want uh at maybe two and conceivably even one probably not one but maybe there's two available but you know if you take the two everyone else is going to get a third uh for the next round for them to pick on and maybe that would be the best one but you really need those two so you're going to grab them so i really like that little bit at the beginning i i think the game for me at least would be so different without that if the if the tiles were like just handed out to you or dealt out i really like that it's not exactly a bidding mechanism but what would you? How do you describe that? It's it's like a it's like kind of a, just a test your luck mechanism. Yeah, it's a little right? bit of a
1: push your luck kind of thing. Yeah. It's also I mean you can also play it or by luck, yeah. oh I can <laughs> test, see, test I your luck would be slot yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry, uh, go <laughs> You can you can kind of str- make it strategical. That's I that's a new word. Uh, <laughs> What's and the strategicality you, you usually of can tell. Yeah, you can usually tell what your opponents are are attempting to do so you kind of have a a relative idea of ooh that probably looks tempting to them I I know if they get that then they have an opportunity for this diploma or ooh I know they've been looking for like another one of their season this has like two of the season string that they're working on so I think they're going to go for that and if if you think that and you really actually wanted that you know that's I think those are usually the only times where I'm like I think I have to snap at this opportunity or it it could be something where it's like I really need this I can't wait for another card I don't I can't risk giving the 50 50 split to them on the last draw I need to take this now because if I don't, I don't know if I'm ever going to see, you know, that butterfly again to add to my right, painting right. or, I, you know, and so those are usually the only times it's, it's usually much more relaxing. It's, it's hard to be like, Oh, I know exactly what's going to happen. It's, it's right. more of a, you kind of have to feel it out. It's more of a, well, do I really want that? I mean, there are definitely times where I'm like, Ooh, that'd be great. But do I really want this right now? Is that, am I die hard set on getting that in my tableau and, uh, is it really going to work off overall? I, I think one of the, the larger things I always feel like is the more I add to my painting, the closer I am getting to the end of the game. So right, yeah. anything I do, I'm also taking steps away from any other diploma. Cause sometimes I'm just like, Ooh, if I can get another building, but am I really focusing on building? I only have one building right now. I mean, <laughs> maybe it'd be better to just focus on getting more animals in there in my painting or, or, you know, maybe I should just forget that cause I've got a really good, you know, seasons thing going. I've got a huge string of, fall going I don't want to break that up it's it's a lot of push and pull of like well what's what's really best for me and how do I think it's going to work in the future
0: you know yeah yeah it's just it's it's so chill it's amazing that it does that and still maintains that sort of sense of calm chillness Uh, it's a very impressive like there's enough stuff that you'll eventually be able to do points you'll be able to collect like you know a lot of um, euro stylish games um that you don't have to stress too much about it. You you know, and that's a good point, too, about getting your painting, trying to worry too much about your painting. If you build up your tool set well, uh, as long as you're not falling too behind the, in the painting side, you're going to be able to do quite a lot of things, especially toward the end of the game. You're going to have a lot of options, and then you're eyeing these diplomas, and these diplomas have... There's quite a lot of diplomas. And I think I think you mentioned it, but I can't remember if you mentioned you can only get one of each color of diploma. So you, I did not
1: mention that, but yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, so there's... Uh, let's see. There's three, six, seven, I think. I think
1: I, I think I implied it, but I don't think I said it out right.
0: Yeah, so there's seven total. There's uh, five sets of three diplomas, and then two sets of two diplomas, if I'm remembering that correctly. And yes. um, and then yeah, like Alex was saying, the cool thing about those is that you have to, once you once you can take one, you have to make the decision whether you will take one. If you forego that, then you've, uh, it's like, it, it kind of goes well with the theme. It's sort of like you've become masterful enough of drawing trees. <laughs> so do you want to take the award, or do you want to go for the super masterfulness award at four points? For drawing just that many more trees, and so you, if you forego it, you have to draw that more trees, or you might as well because you're on the way to those higher diplomas. So you kind of uh, specialize, but it's also a race because if someone else is drawing trees uh, or painting trees, then well, you better get there before they do, or else they're going to really get that that those points are you know are some really helpful points at the end of the game so it's such yeah. but it's still and feeling chilled it's still relaxed <laughs> i don't know yeah. how and, the, and it. the other thing is is
1: even if no one else has an opportunity to get it so say for example you're f- totally focusing on trees or something like that you might even then be like there's no one's competing with me there's plenty of game left you may even decide you know what? i'm going to take the one that's in the middle because some of the diplomas have additional bonus effects other than yes, just the points yeah. Uh, so there are, I think there are three diplomas that give you a, a wild season that you can just add to your tableau anywhere you want at the end of the game. So if you had a lovely string of fall going in your painting, and then you had to kind of screw it up a little bit by putting, you know, a summer in, in between, and then you had more fall going. If you get those, those rainy day things that count as whatever season you want, you can just throw that in there. And now you've got a huge, uh, string of seasons going in your painting and so some or it could be something where if i do this i get another brush and this and i've been dying to get another brush this whole game i could really use it because there's so many times i've got a painting and i can't paint it and i right it's hurting me so sometimes you just do it because it's like this is going to help me in the long run if i just if i just take this diploma now sure i get less points and i'm not really competing but it helps me in the future
0: yeah, that's. I think that's worth kind of reiterating, too, because it can kind of get lost in the rules, is, is how the brushes the, or the tool set works. And you need to have the brushes—basically, you put the brush in your tool set, you'll have—it'll be a little—there'll be spots for what uh, painting you can paint. And you have to have—you put a brush for what you're going to paint in that spot. So, like Alex was saying, if you have a spot— uh, or you don't have a spot for the specific painting that you just got, or painting piece you just got, you you can't paint it. Like, you just don't have the tools, literally, to paint it. So, you have to put, find the, or put in your tool set enough of a variety where you can hopefully have enough options to paint a variety of things. Uh, you don't have to have everything, You because you can kind of specialize, but it can be the perfect card that you can do nothing with, (laughs) even though it would be great for your strategy. You just, you just can't paint it. Um, and even that's just kind of fun. And the paint brushes themselves are these really cool looking little clay. Uh, they look like they're clay, uh, little clay pots of, of paints, I guess, or they look like ink pots, but obviously they're paint, uh, with a little paintbrush handle sticking out of them. Um, so uh, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's familiar mechanisms, but done in a slightly different way, which is I guess that uh, the what you'd say about many great games or many good games, <laughs> slightly un- uh, good familiar mechanisms done within a, a slightly unique way, uh, which makes this game just really interesting and, and different from anything that I've really really played uh, or for most things that I've that I've played. So. Uh, let's talk about, let's see, let's talk just one more thing.
1: I want to add one more mechanism before we get past it. And that's when those cards come out on display. Yeah. There's always that. All right. Do I want to take this pile? or Do I want to wait? The other thing that makes it really interesting is even if you do have the full allotment of three cards available to you, you don't even know exactly what you're getting because a majority of the cards are face up. So, you know, exactly. Sure. Yeah. But, Every column, if it gets out far enough, will always have one card face down, uh, which means you don't know at all what's on there. Other than the backs of the cards will indicate what subject maybe on the card. Uh, it's it's either hat like for example, the back of the card may indicate, hey this is an animal card. And so you're like, well, there could be an animal. I don't know what animal or there could be no animal. It could just be blank. It's not gonna have something else. but it may or may not have an animal on it. but if it, there is a subject, it will be an animal and and that's a tough call because I the last game I played, um, I was looking for a very specific animal and all both both the rows were there. And they each had an animal card in them, and they were both face down, so i'm like i don't I don't know which one to choose. <laughs> Luckily, I no, chose well, the right was... one. oh <laughs> I got yeah. really lucky, and I chose exactly what I needed, but it was just like I don't know that's I'm just looking for this I'm just looking for this antelope or I don't know what kind of it's it's got antlers. I have no clue. <laughs> What Probably whatever them. animal in Japan has antlers?
0: <laughs> a cow. Uh, they. Yeah, uh, a cow. <laughs> it, yeah, that I forgot about that. Yeah, well, I forgot to. That's a good. I'm glad you brought that up because that is such a really great thing about that tableau is that and and the way it's done is those are staggered. So, um, in a three player game, it's uh, the first card of the third column, and then the rest of the cards will be faced up, and and then the second card of the second column. Uh, is face down. And the first, or the last, the third card of the third, of the first column is face down. And so as you're going along, you're kind of, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's tempting and in, in just a, a mildly, not maddening, but mildly mysterious. That's a better way. It's like, oh, I these two first cards are cards that I don't want to grab in this first rounds of card layout. But what is that mystery last card? It is the animal, or it is an animal. I need an animal. Oh, but the odds are low that it's the perfect animal I need. Anyway, I just, I just love everything about the way they tweaked these mechanisms. Uh, if I have, I've said it already, but I'll say it again. Um, okay. Anything else you want to touch on real quick before we get into it? We, I'll. Uh, one other I thing I will re- reiterate once more is just the art is just amazing. Also, the. Um, just the component quality is really cool. We met, I mentioned the paintbrushes being in these little clay-looking pot things, which are just really neat. But also, the card layout board is a basically like a bamboo-rolled mat. It looks like a sushi. You can make sushi with it. But it, uh, once again, something they don't don't actually make sushi with it. Though. <laughs> yeah, please don't. don't don't make your game smell like seaweed and rice. Have rice bits all over them. But in a pinch, you could if you were desperate and you needed sushi. <laughs> break out Kanagawa. So if nothing else it's a very expensive sushi roller <laughs> but uh but just the things that they kind of did a little extra that they didn't they didn't really have to but it's nice that they did and it really does add to just the feel of this game it, it very 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 much feels like uh I don't know like uh not a I was gonna say lovingly crafted it's not like handmade or anything like that but kind of because having that uh, that bamboo rolled mat just feels very personal i don't know maybe it's just me but it feels like yeah like it, a personal item it's, almost it's
1: the it's always the little touches that that i think matter most and yeah. having things like that where someone took the time to go you know we could have just done a board but this it feels better like for example so my uh yeah uh, it was mentioned uh to to wasn't i was convinced yeah yeah uh, I, I i have that game and Personally, I wanted to add a little bit of something to it, and so when I I did an insert for it, and I'm like, well, what can I put? You know, the the little tiny components in. I need to. I don't want to put them in baggies. Anything going? On. So I actually just got like little tiny like sake, oh, box cool. like. Cup things, and I'm like, this is perfect. It holds exactly what I needed to do, and it looks lovely. And, and you know, it's it's those little touches that is just like you know they could have done something that anybody does, but they did something very specific to the game, and I I, I really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, it's really nice. It's 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 one of the things I just like taking out and playing with people for the first time, just because it just it, the presentation of it is just great. It's just like you said, it's a bunch of little touches that. Combined to make this just, anyway, really cool experience. Uh, okay, let's get into uh, uh, taking it out and about with you. This game, um, ups and downs for Kanagawa. It, the, I think it's a great game for taking out. Once again, like we, we said a few times, the vibe of the game is very chill. This is a game I I have ha- played over beers, I have played over me- a meal, and it actually it really works the feel of it works really well there because it's, it's very relaxing to play. It's not an intense um, analysis paralysis feeling. It's, it's more of a, uh, Oh, you got me there. You darn rascal. Well, I'll get you next time. Type, of, type, of, type of vibe, at least in the way we playing. Maybe that's how many drinks I had. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> are you smoking but, a pipe in this, in this, uh, uh, in yeah, this version? Yeah, so <laughs> I'm smoking a bubble pipe and I'm drinking whiskey. <laughs> yes. But, um, but the vibe is really conducive to taking out uh, and playing and it's also if you're playing with someone who isn't who really doesn't like more intense strategy games but but enjoys strategy this is perfect for that this is a perfect game for that uh playwise uh components i don't know where would you put it, it it's like You've got the card layout mat, which is literally the size of a sushi roller. So if you've ever seen one of those, if not, it's it's not as quite as big as a piece of printer paper, but a little bit smaller than it's that. A little smaller, yeah, um, just a little smaller than that. Uh, so that's kind of in in the main area, uh, or in the you know reachable by everyone or visible by everyone, I should say at least. And then you yeah. you've got your tableau which will be growing in size but it doesn't get longer than i don't know i mean it gets it can get a little long but not longer than so
1: it usually gets to about a bit over a foot long
0: yeah i was gonna say right about 12 ish inches 12 14 inches long uh but the cards aren't full size cards they're about what are they about half size maybe a little bit more than half size of a playing card yeah a little like bit more two
1: inches by two inches if i had to guess
0: yeah um so a little bit more i think playing cards are like three and three and something three and a half maybe um Anyway, so yeah, two inches by two inches, and so you've got this tableau that's sort of growing uh, of the painting, but also below that you have the same size cards being uh, arranged in your tool set, and then next to that you'll have a collection of probably diplomas and uh, paintbrushes. Well, paintbrushes will probably be being used most of the time, but um, so uh, yeah, not too much, uh, not much more than any other game really, and I would say kind of a smaller individual playing space than a lot of games. Uh, some games that we've even gone through for this series. So that's not too bad. The biggest thing is is that you just like have to have these diplomas visible to everyone and the card selection mat visible to everyone and accessible to everyone. Um and then of course the stack of cards. So it to me it falls a little bit kind of in the middle. It's not the most tight game, but it's not it's not that bad for taking out. Um I don't know. Where how would you describe it? What's a once Once again, I mean, again, I would, I would agree things. with that
1: <laughs> space-wise, yeah. definitely. Um, one thing, and it really came up most in the in the game I just played was if if you're in a cramped area, the the paintbrushes, which stand pretty tall, uh, yeah. if you're like reaching over things a lot, I probably knocked those paintbrushes off of my tableau <laughs> at least four or five times through, right. throughout the, the dinner that I was having. So if... If you're in a like a physically cramped space, it might get a little irritating with those paint brushes uh, from time to time. So that. I mean, normally that isn't usually because a lot of a lot of games things just lie flat and things are down with with the paintbrushes sticking up, it can get a little irritating if you're gonna be reaching over the table for like some bread or things like that, or if you've got some loose fitting clothing on. Wear tight
0: fitting <laughs> clothing yeah. for this, apparently. Don't yeah, don't
1: wear, don't, yeah, don't, wear, wear your, don't wear your kimono. Wear your uh, ti-
0: when- <laughs> yeah, wear your tightest clothes, not your uh, not your era appropriate <laughs> silken <and> wear. <laughs> no pirate shirts in this game either, so no yeah. frills. Yeah, um, yeah but I, but uh, but that being said, like a lot of games, kind of like um, uh, patchwork, and where you have to have the uh, well, not exactly like because patchwork with the piece availability, you have they're they're laid out in an order. At least you have to know the order. It doesn't necessarily have to be a circle. The circle is the easiest way to track that, but it could be serpentine where you know which direction. You're going, so you know which pieces are next. You could arrange the diplomas in however w- way you w- want, and they are, you know, like two inches by one inch tiles, and so those can be, you know, they're color coded. So as long as you can see, uh, and they're very, uh, the numbers on them are very large and visible, so you can see um, them very clearly from across the table. As long as they're arranged in a, in a somewhat clear way, you can tight put them in a pretty tight cluster and still have them be. um available to everyone so there is there is an ability yeah. to, to fit this around things quite quite easily actually uh yeah. let's see what else uh i think this game we touched upon it a second ago we but this game fits a really great niche for taking takeout games in the fact that the vibe is just so chill it's just it's a beautiful game to look at it's a beautiful game to touch and interact with the pieces are not all cardboard, you have these brushes, you have these tiles for diplomas, um, your painting is developing. It's just a really f- nice game to interact with. And so it's very satisfying to play the game in a lot of ways and just relax with, with this game. I, like the other game I, we men- I mentioned previously is the similar vibe is Takedo. Takaido, the, the downside of Takaido is it does have this big board that you have to take out. This is, a, is obviously more compartmentalized where you can take it out much easier. But I think that's one of the best benefits and how why it stands out a little bit on this list that we're making right now is there's not, a, not another game that I can think of that we've done yet that has the same vibe as Kanagawa. Yeah. Definitely. Uh,
1: Other, well, except for ahead. maybe, uh, what is it, Backgammon? Backgammon can have that vibe where it's just like, yeah. It's oh, sure. Yeah. I, it's, you only do what the dice tell you to do and, you know, you, you just yeah. take it as it. I think... But, uh, yeah, the the initial comparison to Takedo to, to is definitely quite apt, but the mechanisms are just a little bit more involved, and there's a, a bit more diversity in what, what you can choose to do, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's uh, what's the player count you've played with this? Have you played a lot of two player, or have you gotten in more uh, three or four player Most, games? Mostly, it's been two player,
1: um, but I've played a I think a few four player games. I don't think I've ever played three, although I think it would probably play really nice at three.
0: Yeah, that's my experience. I mostly played this actually with three and four, and yeah, I like those player counts are great. I I could see it actually being a really nice two player i've never played two player actually but i could see it being a really great two player game or just two players is I Nice. Think I, like I, uh, the only well. thing
1: with two player is i feel like there's less uh i i feel felt that most of the time i never felt a rush to be like oh i need to grab these these cards before we yeah. see the next set of cards i felt like in a three or four player game i might feel a bit more inclined since there's more opportunities for the thing the thing to disappear uh whereas with two players i'm just like you know i am not that worried about losing something here there's only there's only two things and something great could come out in the next one i don't know so uh i I, most of the time we we usually just let it go to the third card because why pass up an extra card um I think there have been a few it's a rare occasion where I'm like no I need I need this this card right now but I feel like in the <laughs> in the four player game that I played there were definitely more more opportunities where it's been like no no no, no I got to take this now because I don't know what the next three people are going to do about this they could easily go at any time so
0: That's a good point actually I I could see that being a a little bit less tension for sure in the selection because like you said why not wait unless there's something you really need which is not really how this game feels. <laughs> um yeah, I I mean who this game is for really anyone. If you like games, you'll probably like this game or be in, or enjoy your play of it at least. It uh it, you know, I can't I can't imagine anyone who's really just like, oh, "I hate Kanagawa." Um uh it might not be for everyone, but I think if nothing else, people will enjoy the gameplay. Who it's not for, I guess is, in line with that is people who really like more aggressive um, direct back-and-forth games, or just, I don't know, want, want more of an aggressive game, which this is not, even though there's definitely strategy either, here.
1: I would say either aggressive or a bit more... more. Planned out. There are those ga- those those Euro games where it's just like I I know my moves and I know the moves that they can do. Like this right. is not one of those games where you can plan things out. It's it's a game where you are just looking at the situation that it is and going with the flow. It's not one of those where it's like I'm going to do this two steps from now and that five steps from now. It's it's much more of a you know laid back. And if you're not, if you'd rather have your games be a bit more uh, have more methodical thought to them, you know, then and this isn't for you, but you know, maybe you should take it easy, bro. Yeah, chill
0: out, yeah. man. Maybe you need <laughs> this game. Maybe this is the perfect game for you. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that feeling, though. I mean, it really. Once again, there are just so many games. Some, uh, the best part of a game is when you play the game and you start feeling the theme kind of come back into the. You know, you could quickly lose the theme for the mechanisms and the gameplay, but I love it when games. Uh, you feel the theme sort of pop back into your consciousness and that chill waiting for, you know, the luck is the card draw and the layout of the tableau and what's available to select. And that is representing your own, your inspiration. You're you're looking around you and you see a tree and you're like, I have been inspired to draw that. It's not like you're going out today and being like, I, am, I will draw three trees. <laughs> so it really does feel like artistic inspiration in a way uh, represented through the game mechanism. And so, yeah, once again, I, I just... I love how that game, the theme comes out in this game. So reiterating that for the 80th time. Um, okay, let's get into our, our next uh, standard review sets. I, Alex, what do you think? Is this a game your mom would like? I I don't know about this one. It doesn't have dice, but it's very <laughs> beautiful. Uh, I, I can't imagine this would be like your mom's game, but I could see her trying it maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I
1: I don't think she'd want to play this game. I do think she'd like to watch people play this game. Oh. I, I think okay. she would yeah. enjoy watching it being played because, again, it's not – but it's not super stressful and it, there's it's it's interesting to look at. But I yeah. don't think she'd want to play it because she'd still feel just deep down – that there's a there's probably even when she's taking the cards, there's probably a right choice and a wrong choice. Right, a, right.
0: right. A couple
1: there's a number of decisions that need to be made once those gets do I put this in here, do I put that up there? I don't know. Should I take the diploma? Should I not? Like that's that's a lot of decisions (laughs) in one turn and she's much more of the, I, I either do it or I don't type of a player. You know, I, I can, I can either make a Yahtzee or I can't make a Yahtzee type. You know, it's, it's one or the other and cut and dry. It's very clear cut. You either have it or you don't have it or, and also, uh, if if there's not a point in the game where she can yell something out, uh, I, this game isn't the type of game where you're gonna yell out, Kanagawa right in the middle of it. This is, a, you know, kind of a relaxing game, and I don't see. I mean, I could see my mom doing that, but I don't see it happening.
0: Yeah, that's a good point though. I could see your mom hovering over a game of this and uh, providing providing some commentary. And actually, I could see her shouting out Kanagawa every once in a while. <laughs> Some color commentary to get the get the blood rushing, blood flowing in this game. Uh, okay, yeah. so yeah, that that's not too much of a surprise. But uh, what else? What else can we say briefly about Kanagawa? Uh, I mean, we talked about table space. Anything else we want to add? There were there. two
1: things. The, the, huh? the, there were two irritations I had with this game. Okay, sure, so yeah. far we've given it lots of glowing recommendations. The one thing is, depending on the table you're playing on, it can be... Because when you place these cards into your tableau, you're always placing the card... Underneath the previous card, mm. and sometimes that can just get really irritating because it, it either the table is just not getting under there, or once you get it under there, you've completely like misaligned all the other painting cards, and you have to like re straighten everything out every time. It's just like God, this is so annoying. Like, you you have, like, this perfectionist attitude of, like, I have this beautiful, neat array of cards. Let me just, oh, oh, boy. Oh, God, what have I done? And it's, <sighs> that, that's the only thing. And I, I don't really see how they could have fixed that at all. But, yeah. you know, it's it's just a small irritation. And the only other thing that kind of got me was when I was reading the rules. um, the rules are very like we are sticking to this theme. And like as I'm reading trying to understand how the game works, it keeps using like the very thematic language of everything. So it's just like on your turn you can you can want to broaden your knowledge or you may prefer to put it into practice. I'm like, "What the heck are you talking about? Just tell me what I'm doing, man. I don't God, I'm just trying to just give me the bare bones of it. I I and that was the
0: only other, I'm
1: just like, get to the point already. What, what the heck are you talking
0: about? <laughs> this game was designed by someone on Klonopin and, uh, and <laughs> some sort of real chill, ch- some sort of real chill, uh, chill, chill drug that just, Hey, whatever, man, let's just get this out, but not in a clear way. That's funny. I actually haven't really read the rule book because this game was taught to me, uh, <laughs> initially and I, and so I'd never really, really read it. That's, I didn't even realize that. That's hilarious. I <laughs> did not want to give up any uh, any slack to their theme at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is a good point, though, about the cards being uh, one, of the, one of the, as as that, you know, a, a foot and maybe a 12 to 14 inches, that's, that's longer than, you know, that's about when you rest your hands on the table. That's about from. Just naturally put your hands on the table. Uh, that's about from uh, hand to hand, so it's easy to. I, I've done that as well. Just sort of reached across and actually skewed and sort of had to reset my tableau several times in a game. Usually not. It's it's not too bad. I haven't like destroyed or like flipped anything across the table. But that is a good point about um, the design. That's a, a, a mild annoyance, but it is there. Definitely not something to to say. Well, definitely don't buy this game. But it is a good observation about it. Um, yeah, I think that uh, does a pretty good coverage of Kanagawa. This is, I mean, if you haven't noticed already, I really enjoy this game. I, it's not the the best game I've ever played, but it is well-designed. It works well for what it is, and it provides a really unique take on a lot of the mechanisms that uh, I, some of them I haven't seen very much before. Uh, you mentioned Rise of Augustus for the uh, diplomas and, and how they're earned. I haven't really seen that outside of those two games, really. But a lot of the mechanisms are just unique or just cool twists on them in a in a very neat way but uh, i i would recommend definitely checking out kanagawa it fits a lot of the boxes that we've been talking about and it's just a really cool unique game it's very chill chill experience
1: i i like it i it's not it's definitely not one of my go-to games yeah Uh, i think it actually might be my wife's starting to be my wife's go-to every time we play it she's like i really like that like that's <laughs> that's just basic that's, like every time she's like i i think i want to try again that was that was that was a nice that was a nice feeling uh when playing it it's um, interesting another thing yeah. to keep in mind oh, yeah, i'm sorry go ahead. Go, uh, go ahead is there is a expansion eventually coming out the or at least there's a board game geek page for an expansion called um it's called Yokai, Y-O-K-A-I. And it basically adds a. a yeah and a, a few additional modules essentially so it's uh it's it doesn't add more it just swaps things out so it adds like kites parasols and paper lanterns so essentially before there were like animals trees buildings and people so essentially what you're going to do is you're going to swap any two from the base game out with any two from from the expansion and then play with those and it adds different diplomas and and things like that so it's it's just kind of it's it's more of the same, but kind of diversifies it a little bit, uh, and uh, uh, I'd be interested to see how that plays whenever it comes out. So,
0: yeah, it does look it does look interesting. Looks once again just more beautiful art to add to a beautiful game. But um, yeah, that's a good point actually about what you said about it's not a my go to game. And Liz's feeling about it, because that's actually how I feel about it, too. It's not my go-to game, but every time I play it, I really enjoy it. And I'm like, God, I forgot how great this game is or how much I enjoy this game. But because it's kind of a relaxed feel, when you're a lot of times when you're grabbing a game, you want more of a... Not exciting. Exciting's not the right word, but how did you describe it earlier? The Like more of a... Not aggressive, but... Um, well, maybe it is aggressive. More of an aggressive experience. And
1: I, I think... So. Honestly, what I'm looking for is something I can like sink my teeth into when I'm looking yeah. at the shelf. Meteor. I'm like, Ooh, what's that thing? That media Yes, the me- something meatier. This isn't a meaty game, but it's a, still a good game. It's yeah. it, it it's a different feeling. It, it's kind of set apart from the pack, and
0: it's it works. Yeah, you're not going to have those moments uh, in other games where you're, you're everyone at the table is going to go like, oh, what? But you <laughs> you know that's not this game. But you are going to have those moments of like. Oh wow, that felt really good. <laughs> you know, so it's almost like a therapy game. That's not a good way to describe it, <laughs> but that doesn't inspire anyone to go check it out. But, but I totally get what you're saying. That's a really good way to describe it. Is it's not my go-to game either, but I really do am glad that I uh, have it, and I'm glad that I can pop it out every once in a while and intro it to pe- certain types of people that I know will really like this game. It's very satisfying to uh, show them the game for the first time. So, that's a good way to describe it. Uh, okay, well, speaking of other things you may want to describe, why don't you reach out to us and describe them at our faces or through our computer screens at our faces? And you can do that by reaching out to us on Twitter at chits and chat. Or you can also go to our podcast hosting page, easedrop.com E-A-S-E dash uh, D-R-O-P Go to the Chits and Chat page and leave us a comment. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. We are going to continue with our bar game series uh, for the foreseeable future. The, we just keep thinking up more games that we should, we should <laughs> be adding in. And um, yeah, so we'll be doing, I'm sure at some point, In the near future, we'll be doing some sort of a top 10 list, or we'll each bring like a top five to compare. But for the moment, we're just going to keep reviewing some games to take out and uh, eat or drink things around. (laughs) That's a weird way of describing it. But anyway, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, We hope to hear from you, and we will catch you next time.